Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Golden Girl. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Best Golden Girl. Even though we're on Zoom, you're still making direct eye contact with me when you say Best Golden Girl. And it's mm-hmm. still, it's almost more jarring because I know you actively have to look into a tiny camera on your computer mm-hmm. to stare into my soul when saying that. You're doing it right now. That's right. Uh, how you and I are on Zoom once again. Hello, my we friend. Are. Hello. Hello to you. I figured this is better. I don't know what the audio quality is going to be like. I assume it was fine for, for the last episode we did, which was also off of Zoom. But I like the fact that we're able to see one another. I feel like that's yeah. important. It's nice to see your face and to see Philip Fathom in the background. Yeah, he's in the background. I sort of cleaned up a little bit. You can still see the box of uh, ant traps I ordered from Amazon. It's right, <laughs> right there on my little uh, on the. That's I forget what it's a buffet. It's a buffet. You have a buffet. Oh man, well, the idea of just having a permanent buffet in my ha- yeah. in my apartment, I'm just like, oh, I'm a little hungry. I'm a little peckish. You know what? I'm gonna go to the buffet. There's a guy right off of camera right now who's slicing country ham. Yeah, he's carving. It's a carving series. Ham, turkey breasts, and they, they're out of prime rib. They only uh, have like the heel that's, and it's, the crust's not good on it. Yeah. You know what? I like the heel though. That's a different episode, but that's I like true. the heel crust. I don't um, mind those, you really should take those shrimp and put them in the fridge though. They look out like they've been out there for hours. The mm-hmm. ice is all melted. They're just in water now. You know what? We just stored in a cold trash can. It's fine. <laughs> That's so gross. The idea of storing your food in a cold trash can. Uh, But we're not here to talk about cold food in a trash can. We're here to talk about the Golden Girls. And may I say, Hal, thank you for being a friend. Wow. Thank you. We traveled down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. You know what? If we had a party. No, no, we can't right now. And if, oh, you're right. We can't. Get How it. do yeah. not? What were you about to suggest? I was just going to say, if you invited everybody you knew. Yeah. No. How? That is way against the rules right now. Right. But if you did. All right. You know what? Just don't open your door when there's a knock. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was my bad. Did, wait, did you send out an Evite already? It was a paperless post and I wanted oh. to just get people together. I thought it'd be a fun surprise, but I realize now it's not very smart. <laughs> I, that was before times thinking, and that's my bad. I before apologize. times thinking. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, one of those before and after moments. Yeah. It's like uh, it's our version of BC and AD. All time will be remeasured now. Before coronavirus and after disease. Okay. Hey, all right. But enough yeah. about that. Let's talk about what's making us happy right now and joyous, mm-hmm. and it is watching old television. Uh, have you watched Golden Girls of late? I've caught it when it's on. I haven't made a concerted effort to watch it. It's just something that's always been like if it's on and I catch yeah. it, I will sit and watch it. And I watched it pretty religiously when it was first on television. I remember debuting. Oh, I don't remember the deal. debut, but I remember it all growing up being on television. Yeah. Why was it such a huge deal? Because it was a group of women in their late 50s, early 60s 
who were starring in a television show. And in 1985, uh, that was kind of unheard of. Mm-hmm. But you'd be hard-pressed to find – there are a lot of great sitcom casts. The sitcoms that last a long time generally have really good casts behind it. But this was a murderer's row of yeah. some of the funniest actors with flawless comedic timing, mm-hmm. each one different than the other, working like a string quartet, just making yeah. the most beautiful music together that I don't know that I've ever seen a cast that good before or since. Which is amazing considering how much discord there was within. I wonder, do you think that, so it, correct me if I'm wrong, Rue McClanahan and Estelle Getty, they were like journeymen. Estelle Getty was, I don't know much about Rue McClanahan's history, but uh, Estelle Getty was like a journeyman New York theater person for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when this show started, the stars of this show, like the two that had already been stars were Betty White and B. Arthur. Yes. Who for the run of the show did not get along. Which is crazy to think of. Rue McClanahan yeah. had been on television. She was mm-hmm. on, uh, she was on Mama's Family and she had been. Oh, Maud. that's right. Oh, she, so, was she a character? Was she a regular on Maud? She, she was. She oh, was. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. So, so th- th- they had all worked. Estelle Getty was definitely mm-hmm. the unknown. She was also the youngest of the four playing the oldest of the four. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I don't think I was aware of B. Arthur and Betty White not getting along. Yeah, I uh, I told you I did a little dive today, uh, yeah, and me. I found out some crazy stuff. Well, B. Arthur and like I don't want to right off the bat uh, paint a dark picture of a beloved light of a show. Mm-hmm. So I will just say that uh, the two of them did not get along, somewhat famously, and I wonder if it was because they were the two stars coming in. All right, I'm just going to jump right into this thing. I found yeah. a few things. You can't, you can't, you can't say, oh, we'll come back to this later. Yeah, no, 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 no. After I, after I drop a couple of things. So I'm wondering if it goes all the way back to World War II. Hear me out. One of them worked on a U-boat. One of them was in, was actually in the women's auxiliary. Let me see what the, the name of it is exactly. The American Women's Voluntary Services, which was an auxiliary corps that did all sorts of, you know, transportation, which was what she worked on. They entertained the troops. She worked also as an entertainer for the troops. Is that um, the Arthur? This was, this was Betty White. Okay. Betty White did it. All right. Uh, Betty White was part of this, was in television and left television. She came to television at like 19, went and did this during the war. Yeah. At the same time, B. Arthur was a straight up Marine. B. Arthur enlisted in the Marines. Let's see. She joined in 19, early 1943. Okay. Uh, quote, I heard last week that enlistments for women in the Marines were open, so I decided the only thing to do was join. And now her personality analysis, and I'll read a couple of things off of that. What did she take the Myers-Briggs test? Uh, sort of. They have a bunch of different things, and the boxes that are checked off for her are personal appearance, alert, uh, and trim, speech, distinct, fluent, excellent vocabulary, conversation, argumentative, Okay. general behavior, over-aggressive, Frank and open general rating on personality officious, but probably a good worker. She has her own way. Exclamation point. Is this Beatrice Arthur, the actor, or are you talking about Dorothy? No, this is straight up uh, B. Arthur, the actor. Okay. Uh, this is not Dorothy's Bornack. Yeah. No, this is uh, Dorothy's Bornack lived in, as we know, Miami her entire life with mm-hmm. Stanley before he ran off with a flight attendant. That's right. Stanley. 
And then her mother had a stroke and, and she had to bring her in to live with them. Yeah. Sophia Petrolo. Everybody caught up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just give a synopsis, a general synopsis. of the Well, show. that's also the, the stroke was the reason why Sophia was so acerbic. She'd never been like that before. Yeah. So it sort of unlocked her personality. And I think we'll get back to the, here's the question. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, this topic, by the way, was suggested by John Rondello. Thank you, John. The question is, should B. Arthur automatically win because she was a Marine? Correct. Uh, thank you for your service, B. Arthur. Thank you for your service, B. Arthur. And, and also thank you for your service, Betty White. Betty White, exactly. Yes, yes. But just to finish that point, yes, I wonder please. if because I had heard that B. Arthur didn't like how cheery and girly Betty White was, I wonder if it goes all the way back to, uh, you're a, you were a television kid who went and, uh, paraded around as the auxiliary corps. I was a Marine. I ate a dinner of bullets for six <laughs> months straight. Apparently there's rumors she was also a super spy, but that's just rumors. That's like the same rumor that Mr. Rogers was a sniper. Maybe he was. He was not. I don't know. How do you know, He's man? A Dane Presbyterian minister who worked in children's television from a young age, like the de- children's development. Yeah. He's not a sniper. Yeah. What if it, what if he was a child sniper? Like he was super great he at it. He would not have sniped children. He loved them. No, 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 no. He was, uh, when he was a child, like, because we don't know what was going on with him when he was a kid, man. Uh, he could have been like, he could have been like Natalie Portman in The Professional. That's true. No, no, no. Or like snipering bad guys. He could be Brad Pitt in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, or he could be Angelina Jolie in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I feel yeah. like she was better at her job than he was. Yeah. They're different, uh, certainly different ways to go about it, but <laughs> I'm a Mrs. Smith guy in Fair our enough. famous Mr. Smith or Mrs. Smith episode. Oh, all right. Sounds like that's another one coming up. Put yeah. it on the list. That's right. Mr. or Mrs. Smith. <laughs> but the, the question I have is, we're, are we, judging the best golden girl on mm-hmm. both the character and the performer or is this really about are all the criteria going to be based on what we saw on the screen and not who was dropping and giving me 20 off camera i absolutely think that we should focus entirely on what is on the screen on the golden girls i just wanted to let everybody know that b arthur was a marine i'm glad you did i this is Huge news to me. Yeah. Pretty then, great, then, right? Yeah. And then she became like a grand dame of the Broadway. Of of, of the of Broadway. The Broadway. <laughs> she was on the Broadway. Then she, she went dated. to, hi, we got to see uh, B. Arthur on the Broadway, yes? Yeah. Think about uh, her television career. I mean, really like the, where, when it took off in the 70s mm-hmm. because of All in the Family and then Maude led to her being one of the stars chosen for 1978 star wars holiday special and she's amazing in it she she goes full broadway she sure does she sings a song to the tune of cantina or to in the style of the cantina song from star wars and it's so good it is you know it's not bad in a terrible special yeah. It shouldn't be in that special at all. That special is. And then, uh, Harvey so Corman, uh, hitting on her at the bar and pouring a drink into the top of his head. Yep. Oh, it's such a, it's such a glorious bit of it. Now it's since you and I become friends that that has made it into the rotation for me as it doesn't feel like Christmas unless I've watched Harvey Corman flirt with B. Arthur and pour a drink in his head. <laughs> with Beatrice Arthur, Jeez. Harvey Corman, the Jefferson Starship, Diane Carroll. <laughs> A cartoon by Robert Smigel. 
Um, that cartoon was bonkers. It was the introduction yeah. of Boba Fett. Anyway, we can't. I'm not getting pulled into. Ah, uh, I see. I started to pull you uh, into Star Wars. It was look. It's May the. It's May the Sith be with you. That's right. Revenge right. of the Sixth. Revenge of the Sixth. Uh, today is May sixth uh, when we're recording. Yeah. So I, 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 and I've had Star Wars on the brain. So, but we're talking about the Golden Girls. Yeah, I think it should be about what is on the screen. Okay, good. I'm glad we're in agreement there. So they're very different from one another, mm-hmm. not only in terms of their characters, but in terms of what they bring to the table as characters comedically. Right. And. I feel like there's one I want to eliminate right off the bat, but I'm not, I can't eliminate any of them because I have to give them full. Interesting. Respect. Uh, well, when you said, uh, you said that each character, like it's, it's the point of view of each character is what does the job. And that's why I think that it's important just to look at these characters because they are like a character is the job of a few different people. It's mm-hmm. the job of the writer. It's the job of the actor. It's the job of the director, right? Generally speaking, so there's like, there are some, there are some on this show. This is, this, I feel like I'm putting, I'm putting one on blast right away. Uh-oh. Uh, based on that, you, no line could come out of any of their mouths except their own. You know what I mean? Like you yes. could, you could read any Golden Girls script and know based on what the line was, who said it. Right. If you took all the names out. Exactly. Even if you took the references to like St. Olaf's out. If you, mm-hmm. if it was all reactions, you would know who said what. And that, yeah. that does speak to how great the writing was on that show. And I think there is one of these four characters that is, that leaned very much on the writing, but we're considering the writing of the character as part of the character. Interesting. And that's, and I love her. I think she's amazing. I think she's uh-huh. incredibly brilliantly talented, but Estelle Getty kind of does, like she just says acerbic lines. That's, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. No, no, no. That's why I said, I I said, I realized I was, I'm just thinking in this moment. This is not a premeditated thing based on what you said. Cause I I was like, first of all, we cannot eliminate Sophia right away. We can't eliminate any of them right away. No, no, no. The person Um, I was, yeah, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking in that direction. It's so funny just because she is. Oh, I think in, in terms of number of like almost everything yeah. out of her mouth is a joke. And, and everything have, out of her mouth is a deadpan joke. Absolutely. And she has to have the ability. You have to have a really high batting average to get that many jokes written for you. That's and, true. And That's no, like, true. so it's, it's one thing to say they're saying acerbic lines, but you could give that line to a bunch of different actors and they might do okay with it. But it was her ability to elevate it and understand her character. Look, I am that, I am simply looking for this is like on Chopped when a yeah. dish is delicious and perfect, but they have to find some little thing. Yeah, we're gonna have to nitpick today, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to nitpick some of the best, most beloved characters on television. This is true. I think I think she. I think that's an unfair way to pick at her, though. I don't think that's the right pick. True for true. her. And also, if the character is, you know, comprised of all of those different elements, then the writing is definitely a part of the character. You know what's fun about this is it's not about one of them being good and the rest of them being bad. Mm -hmm. It is – we've got to figure out what gives one of these characters an edge, even a slight edge over the other three. I I do think – so, all right. We should look at – Like Blanche is the hot one. 
Blanche is the Hulk. Slight edge. That is a slight edge. Dorothy's the Broadway legend. Slight Dor- edge. Don't you think that? Well, Dor- see, I can't. Blanche- I keep doing that. Sorry, I quickly. I keep. You're going to have to check me on this. I can't say things like Dorothy's a Broadway legend because she's not. True. B. Arthur is. B. Anyway. Arthur is a Broadway legend. And hey, Rue McClanahan did nonsense for what felt like three million years. <laughs> I I don't, can't remember a time growing up where I didn't turn on the television at 2 a.m. and see a nonsense commercial, which who is watching television? Like, when are they like, oh, this is what we have to buy our ad time. The people who want to yeah. come see nonsense, none of them sleep. <laughs> They're in a constant <laughs> fugue state in front of their television at 2 a.m. They're getting ready for amazing discoveries to show them whatever that dude oh, in the sweater. The sweater. Oh, I love the sweater. This is a great time to let's hit them with some nonsense. <laughs> this is really going to boost our box office. I think there there them. are if you uh, if you get Broadway HD as I have often recommended, not a sponsor, I just love it. Yep, I have it. It's uh yeah, so you've seen, have you seen all the nonsense? I haven't <laughs> dug it. You know dude, what? I, dude, I, I they have like, every single version. There's like 7 of them. Aren't there they have the Rue McClanahan version, right? I'm sure, unless she was just doing the tour company. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yes. if a show she's tours, the name. yeah, yeah, she's the big name. They put a big name in it for the tour. Did B. Arthur do nonsense at some point? <laughs> I don't know. Did she? I like the idea that all four Golden Girls graduated from the Golden Girls to nonsense? Am I going to be a nonsense one day? Will I be a nonsense? I hope so. You'll be a nonsense. Can we do a nonsense together? Yes, that I think we need to do an episode of Best Nonsense. I so many commercials I've seen, and I will not watch it at this point because I feel like I've avoided it this long. No, like I we have, have to do to it. Now. Not because I don't like, but I couldn't tell you what it's about outside of like, is it just some nuns cracking wise and singing songs? I think so. It's like the, I think it's like the Forever Plaid, but nun version. It's, I guess Forever Plaid is the uh, barbershop quartet version of Nonsense. Yeah, I don't. It's a few nuns like. Cracking jokes and singing songs. Forever Plaid is about barbershop quartets? Yeah, it's like the AV club kids are a barbershop. It's very, there's a whole subgenre of Broadway shows that are just like, hey, I'm a genre of person here to sing a handful of songs. Is that on Broadway HD? Forever Plaid? Yeah. I don't think so. I want to see that. Okay. Let's find a production that's going on somewhere. I'm sitting there like a schmuck watching, putting it together because I want to see Cal Burnett's <laughs> last like so good. on a Broadway. Yeah, and but then and I realized a, show. yeah, there was like a musical about me out there to go watch. <laughs> for goodness sakes, why didn't anybody tell me? This is yeah, my the whole Jersey thing boys. takes place in Philadelphia. Yeah, and there's the four seasons for each one. Like they have nobody knew how to sing the Barry like I did. We've got to stay on topic, Hal. It's very easy to veer in this episode. Okay. You were going to say something. I, I don't something know about, what it was about Blanche. Okay, who I love. It's a great performance. Yeah, very funny. Never a swing and a miss. But it felt like her character was more one-dimensional than the others. And by necessity in the scripts, not that she didn't have moments. She had uh, mm-hmm. she had a daughter that she had to build a relationship with and sort of like come to terms with who she was and how she mm-hmm. changed. But a lot of it was like, she's thirsty. She's trying to get laid. She's yeah. going to get laid. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not like, ew, gross. It just feels like that was the role she was given. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like... It, it, I cannot think of a memorable moment 
with her. I remember her like sashaying a lot. Yeah, she was Mae West. Like, right. You know, like just that sort of unapologetic sex pot. Yeah, there's just something about it that felt one note to me, as a, that she was one note as a person. And then it's nice when you do have those episodes where they go deeper into her. Yes, there were a lot of episodes where that happened. <laughs> I was trying sorry. to get past Sorry, it. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> you said it. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. Kids earmuff it. Uncle uh, Hal's getting dirty. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying. It did seem kind of one note. But did, but they each have like an archetypal thing, except Dorothy. I think Dorothy is, she is the, the everyman center. It feels like to me because, yeah. you know, Rose is the, is the one who had the bonkers childhood in St. Olaf and is mm-hmm. naive to the world. Blanche is the sex pot and Sophia is the caustic one. Dorothy is the one that seems to be the center of that. Uh, of that wheel or the center of that, uh, of that orbit. Yeah. She's the sane person in an insane world. Yeah. So in that regard, the same thing that I thought, I guess about Estelle Getty's character about Sophia, uh, you thought about Blanche. And I guess we could say the same thing about Rose. If Betty White wasn't so absolutely beloved and amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But all, and that's what I mean by like all of, all of their lines, you can tell who said it by the line. Right, but let's say that right now we were ready to say Dorothy Petrillo Zabornak is the best golden girl. Yeah. She wouldn't be as great a character if she didn't have, of course, in a larger sense, the other three. Mm-hmm. But if she didn't have Sophia and Rose to play off of, the number of times that great moments were made, because nobody did a slow burn yeah, like B. Arthur Arthur's. did. Yeah. She would hold it. We actually referred at Aladdin. There was a bit that I, I as the genie, would do a bit with Jafar. And mm-hmm. one of the Jafars, uh, we rehearsed and learned the show together. And everybody kind of did their own thing in certain moments. And he turned to me and he went, I'm going to be Arthur you. And just does this epic slow burn in the show. So we, for the rest of the run, we every time we did the show together, I knew to expect the B. Arthur. Yeah, it's like that's her signature move. And you're right. Yeah. It would not. The two of them, the, and they would both hold it. The, their ability to hold for a laugh and hold a laugh mm-hmm. and ride through it. Outside of, of whatever conflict they had, they played so well together. Oh, yeah. Those are like, to me, the best moments. Mm-hmm. And it was written really well and then just performed perfectly that you knew so much about their relationship from a very small sample size of their interacting. Yeah, just over a slice of cheesecake. Yes. My favorite moments like that are the ones where, and I can't think of any specifics off the top of my head, but where Rose is woefully naive to something and reading something terribly incorrectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Dorothy, maybe that's why I feel like she's such a great everyman, because not only is she the center of this world and the everyman in that, but the insanity around her, Rose and Sophia, specifically in these moments, the reaction that Dorothy has to it would be any rational human's reaction to it. You know what I mean? But delivered in such a uh, perfectly her way. It's very Jack Benny. Like Jack Benny spent his whole career cultivating a couple of things so that he could get the biggest laugh in radio without anyone ever seeing him. You know what I mean? Like 
because you knew you knew what Dorothy was thinking all the time because Dorothy was thinking what you were thinking about what Rose or Sophia or Blanche were talking about. Yes. I do want to shout out a great Blanche moment because I know I kind of gave her, okay. gave her a short trip. But again, this doesn't work without without Dorothy. Uh, <laughs> Blanche is asleep on the dining room table. Uh, she has her head down, and Dorothy mm-hmm. comes over and whispers, Blanche, wake up. My wife will be home any minute. And then she pops up and goes, oh, where's my <laughs> shoes? <laughs> that was her entire relationship. Dorothy's entire relationship with Blanche was calling her loose. Yes. Her whole relationship. I guess let's think of – let's – I just want to sidebar here, but in this, but this will yeah. be informative, I think. Let's go through each of the duos that we can think of. Okay. We'll start with Dorothy because she's the easiest as the center. That's Dorothy Blanche. Dorothy yep. Sophia's mother-daughter. Yep. Which is a million complicated things. Sure. Dorothy Rose is, oh my God, I can't believe how naive you are. Yes. What is Sophia Rose? I mean, it's Sophia making fun of how dumb Rose is. <laughs> And then I guess, like yeah, the they're kind friendship. of the, yeah, without, without them being friends. Yeah. She's the, the pure id or the, uh, what's it? Super ego. I don't know which one of those, th- whichever one of those th- three things is mouthy. It's the pure right. version of that. But like, what is Blanche to Rose's relationship? I'm trying to just think of all of the different, <laughs> is it everybody just Blanche? crapping on Rose being dumb? Well, it's also Rose crapping on Blanche. Here's here's a great one too. Okay. It's Blanche entering the room and saying, "You know what I hate doing most after a party?" And then Rose sincerely saying, "Trying to find your underwear in the big pile." <laughs> but again, like all those jokes are yeah. Blanche is loose. Yeah, and <laughs> it's also slut shaming. Yeah, it is very much slut shaming. But she but Rose doesn't even know she's doing it. She's earnestly yeah. answering the question. Yeah. Do you know what I hate? I'm just going to actually try to give you a correct answer. Okay. What do I know about you? I know this, this answer. <laughs> that's right. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, she's honest. She's honest yeah. and naive. That's, oh man, that honesty is so fun too. This, this is hard. This is hard because that's another wonderful rose. Are you just scrolling through looking at funny? I'm quotes looking, now? I'm just looking. I haven't completely moments. lost your attention, haven't I? No, no, you haven't. How? Now that we're doing this on Zoom and not just audio, I can see your face and I can watch your eyes scroll whatever's on the no, screen. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yay, how? How? What'd you? All right, what'd you find? Give me some gold. All right, all right here's a good one. This is. <laughs> here's a Blanche quote. When I say jump, you say on who? <laughs> here's Dorothy and Blanche. Blanche saying, this is strictly off the record, but Dirk's nearly five years younger than I am. To which B. Arthur says, in what Blanche? Dog years? <laughs> that's a pretty good, uh, it's pretty good, uh, Dorothy. That was my, uh, I did a show called Big News, as you know, for many years in LA. Mm-hmm. And we did a couple of Golden Girls sketches that I would always play Dorothy. And I would come in like this with, I would lean my head. Jack Benny arms. Yeah, you know, Jack Benny arms, because that's something that she, that she would do. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, bah. That was the, <laughs> that was the in for my impression. Bah. Oh, God. Yeah, they really, they all had such perfect timing. Her ma was always, she would just like pick up a little bit of the laugh wave from Sophia's joke. Mm-hmm. She would just like add her a little bit of decibel to it with that. So God. good. Yeah. 
So good. How are we going to do this? What do you propose? This is proving more difficult than I thought. I think we did not come up with a list of criteria. You want to try that? Let's try some criteria. Yeah, that usually helps us. So hard to pick. I know. Good. Yeah, they're all hilarious. I hate that people slut shame Blanche. She's like an older woman with sexual agency. Yeah. Like what? Sorry. I don't know how many agents work there, but it's a whole agency. <laughs> Look at you getting it on it. Yeah, now I'm just – I know. I'm a golden girl. girl. I'm out here on the lanai. Which golden girl do you think you are and which golden girl do you think I am? Uh, I think you are uh, – I don't know the answer. I'm just curious what you think. I think we're both a pair of Dorothys. I think we probably are a pair of Dorothys, aren't we? Yeah. Though, because uh, because you don't drink, my first thought was, oh, you're Rose. <laughs> <laughs> There's some Rose in me. There's some Rose in you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll have a scotch. Do you guys have milk? There's a little bit of Rose in you. But chocolate milk. Can I get a curly straw? <laughs> Can I get the straw where it's a pair of glasses? <laughs> and, I, and I hemorrhage my brain trying to suck liquid through it? Those things were always so thin. I know. Uh, what do you Waste. do? Yeah, it was like a full-size straw, but it sipped like a stir. Yeah, exactly. What do you think I am? I think you are, Dorothy. I think there's a little, uh, I think there's a little Sophia in you. Maybe a okay. little. There's also a little rose in there. Yeah. There's no, an innocence look, to you. That's, they have these traits that everyone, that a well-rounded person has all of. Yeah. You're more of a Blanche than I am. Which what do you mean by that? How dare yeah, you? I, I just saw your head move the way your well, head was moving. It was very well. I, was, I never. <laughs> and you're from I the south. I am from the south. Yeah. 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 And also, you've been married for a long time. I have. Yeah. And Jennifer has not left me for a flight attendant yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. Fingers crossed. It doesn't Fingers happen. crossed. Yeah. One of these guys. So she's going to see him on the plane. He's going to have a mask on. She's going to be like, ooh, a doctor. And you're going to be like, honey, no, that's, that's a very Rose thing to say. <laughs> Don't be such a Rose. <laughs> Don't be such a Rose, Jen. I think what we should do is take a break and then come okay. back, set the criteria, and make a decision. Great. Let's take a break, and you'll hear from some of the other fine shows on the Maximum Fun Network, all of which deserve your attention. But then we're going to settle this once and for all. It's not easy, folks. You try it. It's very hard. That sounds great. I can't hear myself, but I'm assuming These are real podcast listeners, not actors. Hey, thanks for coming. Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast? I mean, vulgarity. Dumb. Definitely dumb. And like, uh, right here, this one, meritless. What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan Jesse Go. And it's free. Jordan Jesse Go? Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. A real podcast. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future. Featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGiver. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's 
The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. We figured it out, folks. Boy, did we figure it out. We figured out an interesting way, we think, to help us pick who is the best Golden Girl. It's a way that we've never tried before, right? It is. Yeah, we have kind of developed. We've just developed during the break. Five proprietary questions. (laughs) You are not allowed to ask these questions of anybody without Mm -hmm. our express written consent. And there are royalties involved to us. Daddies have to make money. (laughs) So we're going to pose these questions and decide who best fits. So whoever is the answer will score a point. There are five questions, so it stands to reason. Someone will score two points, and that may be enough to lead them to victory. Yes. Two to three points. With five, with five, there's no way there's a tie. Right. What we decided as improvisers, uh, one of the things that we often are asking for is a relationship. So we picked five relationships that you can have with a person. We're going to pick which golden girl in each of these instances is the one that we would like. Let's start with boss. Which of the golden girls would you want to be your boss? I have I mean, an answer for this. Rose, <laughs> but that's just because I'm a lazy worker. Because you don't want And work. I could I, convince Rose of anything. I think Dorothy would be a good boss because she would be fair, but would yeah. also bring out the best in you and want you to reach your potential yeah. and have the means to get you there. I think she's a better motivator. And you don't want Sophia talking crap about you and making you feel terrible. Yeah, no, Sophia would just would shame you into doing whatever work it was you had to do. Yeah. I, I Blanche, I like her one note is so one note, mm-hmm. I guess. Now I'm realizing it that I don't know how she'd be as a boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? No real sense of it. Yeah. Like I don't think I think that sexual harassment in the workplace would likely be tolerated. It should be like Jennifer Aniston in horrible bosses. <laughs> yes. That would be her. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, I feel like Dorothy uh, is the fairest minded out of all of them. Yes. She has her crap together. Yeah. As much uh, as much as she can, even though her more life than, is More than the rest of them. F- yeah. It feels like. It feels like she would yeah. run a good – feels like a business that she runs would do well, even though she was not – well, she wasn't one of the people who ran the Golden Palace and look what happened to that. Yeah. Yeah, that show uh, that show only lasted uh, most of one season, right? Or did they go full season? I they maybe went a full season, maybe. Yeah, this was the uh, Golden Palace was the sequel to Golden Girls that had the sequel. All of the Golden Girls except for B. Arthur. That's right. She pieced out. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that clearly is Dorothy for the victory in that one. Mm-hmm. This one's a gimme for Blanche, uh, who's the best lover. Though I don't know, maybe not a gimme because she's all over the place, and. Uh, Sophia, here's a, here's one for Sophia in this one. Okay. I think because she fled Sicily to avoid an arranged marriage. Yes. Uh, she fled Sicily for love and moved mm-hmm. to the United States with, um, with, uh, whatever his name is, Petrillo. Uh-huh. So Sophia's got, Sophia's got that Italian fire in her. Yes. But it, well, yeah, and here's the other thing: Blanche may be skilled at what she does, but she also mm-hmm. is not interested in anything long term. Right? She likes to hit it and quit it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so maybe she doesn't. But like, the question is: Would her technical ability, which we assume to be prodigious, 
Sure. Does that outweigh her, her desire to sneak out in the middle of the night? <laughs> I mean, how, look, we picked these five criteria. How can that one not go to? Yeah, it is Blanche. Blanche. It's Blanche's, of course. It might be one night, but it would be a great night in your yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. That's right. All right. Which of them would you want as your best friend? I think I would want Rose as my best friend. I think so too. I think she, she's sweet and loyal. Mm-hmm. And also like a very good, like, mo- like she, she is dumb, but not stupid. Does that make yeah. sense? She's wise. She's, yeah, she's not, un- she's not unintelligent. She's just ignorant to much of the world. Uh, but yeah. she is wise, very wise, uh, which I think makes a great best friend. And she's loyal, which is a great friend trait. But then I keep coming back to Dorothy in this one just because, like, what do you do with your best friend? You sit, you talk about things, right? Sure. Uh, and I don't know if there would be too much of a gap with Rose. You think Dorothy is someone you come to for advice? Uh, yeah, which I, which is a value. I think a, a thing that I value in a best friend. You ask me for advice ever? Absolutely. When did you ask me for advice? I was trying to think of that. You were like a best friend. I was like, oh, has he ever asked me for advice? <laughs> I know I've asked you for advice. Yeah. Do I give good advice? Do I give good advice? Yeah, you give great advice. You have your head yeah. screwed squarely on your shoulders. You are most often my Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder. <laughs> Try to be. It's just because I care about you. Saying, are you, are you sure that's a good idea? I just want things to be good. That's, that is my favorite version of Hal advice is you sure? You know, well, I let's go, take a look ah, at it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much fun. Oh my God. I get you in some trouble, <laughs> but that for me feels more like Dorothy. Right. So she's out to an early lead. She's out to an early lead. Yeah. It feels, I mean, for me, what do you think though? I think we got to figure these out. We got to come to a consensus yeah. on each of these. We have to get, yeah, I, I agree, but we've been on a consensus so far. So, so the score right now is Dorothy two, Blanche mm-hmm. one. So you're going, you're saying Dorothy as well with uh, best friend. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Now this is purely the relationship. You can take this how you want. Uh, enemy. Like this has to be, which would be the most hilarious enemy, which is Sophia by a mile. She also seems like the most dangerous. Like she would be the worst. <laughs> We're looking for the worst enemy, right? Like the yeah. one person you would not want to cross. Like yeah, she her feels tiny, like she, tiny purse. Yeah, she can't. You that know, you know that's got a twenty-two in it. It's got to have a twenty-two. It's got a knife in there. By the way, you know who listed shooting a twenty-two and a bow and arrow among her hobbies when she was uh, enlisting in the Marines? Uh, was it B. Arthur? It was B. Arthur. Anyway. Bow and arrow, dude. Anyway, Sophia would be an amazing. What if Sophia has a bow and arrow in that tiny purse? She pulls it out like like vaudeville style. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, you shot an arrow right into the buffet. <laughs> She's like, hey, I keep my shoulders up by my ears. That's part of the character. Oh my god! I don't know. I think she would be the most amusing worst enemy. Yeah, you wouldn't take it seriously until all of a sudden it got very real. Yeah, until you were tied to a, that chair from Casino Royale, and there's a hole cut in the bottom of it, and she's holding onto a rope. <laughs> oh, no. Oof. 
I thought you were going to say it was the chair from Reservoir Dogs. She's dancing around in <laughs> a Steeler's wheel with a straight razor in her hand. Well, I know that something right. Uh, you know, no, I think Sophia as a villain, not as a villain, as an enemy, yeah. would do way more getting into your head, like yeah. Italian grandmother style. Right. Like she can play the guilt. She's because she, I mean, this is an old school Sicilian mm-hmm. grandma. She can play the guilt card and she can play the caustic words card and probably whatever the hell she carries in her purse card. That's right. So she That's can right. come at you enemy wise from all angles. And I, I, while we're talking about Sophia, cause this one is clearly, I think, Sophia's. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about Sophia, did I ever tell you about the drinking game? No. The Golden Girls drinking game? Uh uh-uh. uh. We played this years ago. We were like, okay, here's the deal. Golden uh-huh. Girls drinking game. Every time your character gets the laugh and we can determine whether it's the look or the line that gets the laugh. But when your character gets the laugh, you have to drink. And I picked Sophia. And it was a best of Sophia clip show episode. Do you remember this one? (laughs) When they were about to send her back to Shady Pines. Right. (laughs) And I nearly died. (laughs) Uh, That was the origin of drunk history. Yeah, that was the origin of drunk history. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Did you know Beyonce was in World War II? <laughs> she was a Marine. She was a Marine. Betty White wasn't a Marine. No, auxiliary. Can you see my belly? Shut up. <laughs> so that one is definitely Sophia. Yes? Yes. All right. So that means one category left. Yeah. The best anybody can hope to do is tie B. Arthur and head into overtime. I said there was no tie, and then I quickly realized there could be a tie. Yeah. What is the final category? The final category, because look, you and I were kids when this show was first on. A lot of our peers were kids and everyone who's come after since this show has been in reruns were kind of raised by the Golden Girls, by the wisdom of the Golden Girls. So um, who would be the best mom? Now, they're all moms on the show. Exactly. So this we have a uh, like this one is quantifiable when you look at the families of the characters. Right. Which means we can kind of look at the episodes and see how they dealt with their kids to see what kind of parents they were. I feel like they all had different issues with their children. Mm-hmm. Like Whenever a kid showed up, it was never like everything's going great. It was either the kid had a problem. There was a strained relationship that needed to be solved. The only real mother daughter dynamic you got to see over and over again was, was the actual mother daughter on the show. Yeah. And they obviously cared for one another. Sophia, despite her post stroke personality shift, still loved her little pussy cat. Yeah, exactly. You know, she would say harsh things to her, but she did love her and she did this opened something up in her, but it didn't close anything off. It didn't close her love off. It just made her more open in the way she felt about the world. And that arguably could make her a better mom. It could. I don't, I don't know. And and, and may I say right now, neither of us know anything about motherhood. So to all the moms listening out there, this, I feel like we need to at least, you know, in our ex- give give only our experience and can't say who is a better mother because geez well, I know that that is a harsh thing. I think the question is who would we want to have as our mother? Right, right. It's not again a good or bad mother. Right. Which of these four characters, if you could yeah. choose, would you have as your mother? I have an answer. Do you have one? Um. Does one, I mean, does one spring to mind? 
a couple spring to mind for me. Are do four spring to mind for you? No, two spring to mind. Two spring to mind. I yeah. I wonder if one of them is one of mine. I kind of want a one, two, three. If all right, just uh, pick one. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you've got it. I got it. All right, let's let's do one, two, three. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Rose. Rose. Yeah. See. Yeah. Um, because her whole thing is kindness. Mm-hmm. She may be naive, you know, but she is wise and she is kind. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you want a mother to be oblivious to some of the elements of your life that are uh, either you're not proud of or that are less than pleasant. That's right. But even if she did, you know, even if she was savvy to all of it, she's still all heart and all love. That's right. Does that mean she's tied? No. Did she have another one in there? What it means is that each Golden Girl won one category, but only one of them won two. Wow. Holy moly. Dorothy. It was Dorothy. Folks, here's a little secret. A couple of years ago, Mark and I did a super secret project for a company who we will not mention. And in that, we we were doing like a format of this show and trying to translate mm-hmm. it to a different medium. And we took topics from you, our beloved listeners, the people of the world, one of whom suggested Best Golden Girl. And we mm-hmm. talked about it then. And mm-hmm. we came to the same answer we came to tonight. I honestly, I did not. I mean, I remembered doing it, but we did it as part of a right. clean slate kind of thing. So it was real it short. It was a clean slate. Yeah. This was like um, a deep dive, but, but even in diving deeper, it becomes clear. I, one, I didn't remember that she was the one that won. She was the one that won. Dorothy's yeah. Bornak, oh. nay, Dorothy Petrillo is the best golden girl because without her, she is, as you pointed out, she's the anchor of that cast. She's yeah. the, She's the, the, the fulcrum. She's like everything that moves, moves around her. She gets a mm-hmm. great laughs on her own, but she also pluses everybody else. Oh yeah. Nobody reacts like she does. Her reactions are the best and she has to react to everybody and feed them. And that is, she's a stage legend. She's a stage legend. The actor is a stage that they're all for that. I mean, you can't, no flaws in that cast, but as a character, she, she that also because she was the the eye of the storm it allowed her to have a little bit more dimension because it was about it felt like the show was about her life and these characters were around her and right. that evolved over time because they realized what they had every show starts out with all right who's the star or who are the stars mm-hmm. and then we support them with other characters and then eventually like with friends you go we can't have two leads we're going to have six all six of them are so great. We could write for all of them forever. Mm-hmm. It's the same with these four, but put a gun to our head. And the answer is Dorothy's Bornak. Yeah. Please don't put a gun to our head. Please don't do that. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. Uh, this was a fun one. I like, I love this show. And now I want to go watch more of it and sit and right? have cheesecake. Yes. It is kind of the perfect show for the moment we're in right now, though. It you know? is. It Just is. like, Oh, people being outside, first of all, a lot of outside scenes on the lanai. <laughs> the whole show feels like when you get your blanket right out of the dryer and then wrap <laughs> it around you. It's like yeah. that warm hug and it's just comforting and you feel great. And we all need that right now. And, and all four of those ladies can provide it to us as an ensemble. Yeah. Uh, so stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't think of a golden girl's way to say stay golden. Uh, but stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. Yeah, that's right. You know.
this topic is close, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group. Share your favorite Golden Girls memories. I know this one's going to set off a lot of discussion. You can do that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, thank you for being a friend. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. Don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.